And, and next Sunday called The Blessed Life. And um, have you ever, uh, anybody in here like scary movies? I like scary movies. Me and Austin. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> I like scary movies. I like the I like the jump scares, man. And I tried to get Brittany to watch a scary movie with me. Uh, just the other, it was it wasn't even like it was a YouTube thing. It was like ten minutes long. She's like, I'm not doing it. And so I liked watching scary stuff. And I don't know. Um, and so today we're doing something scary. We're going to talk about the T word. We're going to talk about tithing. Everybody say tithing. All right, this uh, tithing has long been a kind of a point of controversy, uh, both within and outside of churches. People get upset about um, talking about tithing. And let, let me tell you something. Unfortunately, a lot of leaders have kind of... Uh, missed the the message they had they've they've given the wrong message on tithing listen tithing is something that we uh, get to do as people of God and guess what God wants to bless us and so we want to we want to preach a, preach two messages and we're going to revisit this next year uh, about uh, tithing and, and what we want to do our goal here is to come to a a biblical understanding of what tithing is, okay? Tithing's not a tradition, and I think a lot of us probably tithe or have tithed in the past because of tradition, because our parents taught us, and hey, good on you parents. We want to teach our little ones about giving. We want to teach them about tithing, but we want to teach them why they're tithing other than just, I remember when I was a kid, um, I would always, my grandmother would always give me a dollar to put in the Sunday school offering, and it became a uh, kind of a habitual thing. I would expect that dollar. I would expect to give, and so giving became familiar to me, but we want to make sure that we explain why we bring, and I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to get away from using the word give, bring. Why do we bring that tithe, okay? And so Exodus chapter 13, verse 1 uh, says, the Lord said to Moses, consecrate, which means set apart. Everybody say set apart. That's like when you remember Thanksgiving, were you guys at Thanksgiving? There's, there was some of that food that you walked in. I know I did it. You walked in and you saw it. And in your mind, you set that apart. And if you're like me, you made sure you physically set it apart. So them other people would stay away from it. It was special. Okay. The Lord said to Moses, consecrate, set apart to me all the firstborn. Everyone say firstborn. Whatever is the first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both man and of beast, is mine. Skip over to verse 12, and it says, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens the womb, all the firstborn of your animals that are males shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. Or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. Every firstborn of man among your sons shall be redeemed. Okay, so that's troubling, possibly. Because what if you don't want, you know, you've got a donkey, that's your livestock, and possibly it could be a, a, an income situation. 
And so you, you, you might not want to do what God's telling you to do in this situation if you're uh, uh, a Hebrew living in this, this time period. But either way, you're going to lose this donkey. You're going to give it away uh, because if you don't... Um, if you don't redeem it, or I'm sorry, if you don't uh, redeem it with that lamb, then you're going to have to break its neck. You're going to have to lose it anyway. So if you, if you want to keep notes with me today, <clears throat> I'm going to have three points. And the first one is the firstborn must be redeemed. Okay? And so let's go back to that donkey um, a donkey was considered kind of classified. We've heard the, the words clean and unclean uh, used in the Old Testament. We've preached with those words before. And so a donkey was classified as unclean, while a lamb was classified as clean. Okay? And so we, let me ask you a question, parents in the room, uh, grandparents, you're not allowed to answer because y'all don't know. Uh, y'all, sometimes my kids do things that I did and like, man, my kids, my parents would have gave me away and the grandparents were just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And okay. So grandparents, y'all just sit this one out, but parents, let me ask you a question. Did you have to teach your kids to be bad? Man. My son, I love my son so much, but sometimes I'm just like, what? I remember we got in the car and we were, Jonah had had, he's just a boy, y'all. He's all boy. That's what uh, Brother Doughton says. He's all boy. And that's encouraging. Thank you for saying that. Because sometimes I was, I was like, man, are they all like this? <laughs> and so... I remember one time we got in the car. He had had a full day at, at daycare. And um, I said, Brittany, where did he learn that? She said, I don't know. Listen, we are born into an unclean nature. Okay? We are born, uh, we call it a sin nature. And what that means is, you see, Adam, thanks Adam, hashtag thanks Adam, Adam handed his sin down from generation to generation to generation, and now in 2020, people are still born into a sin nature, okay? So unclean, all right? And so we need what? Redemption. And what are we celebrating this time of year? Why do we have these lovely Christmas trees and the holly and all this stuff? I asked Brittany, I said, is that mistletoe up there hanging in the thing? And she said, I don't think so. I said, make sure it's not because we're not that kind of church. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, listen, so um, we are celebrating the coming of a Redeemer. Okay, we are celebrating the arrival of Jesus, who was that perfect and clean lamb. And so while we existed, even before, while we were, I love the verses, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so while we were 
living in that unclean uh, sin nature. Some of us were so excited about it that we just, um, I, you know, I saw these kids out here at, at, on the playground one time. And um, it was, I, I could drop names because they both, both their parents go to this church. Uh, but I looked over and they had the red mud, man, and the red mud was everywhere. And they was just exfoliating, man. And, and sometimes that's what we do when we're in, living in our unclean nature. We just rubbing it in, getting in all the nooks and crannies, okay? And even while we were still doing that, Christ came. Even knowing that we were going to do that, Christ came, stepped down into our messed up world. Guess what? You know, you think, oh man, the world's messed up these days. Guess what? It's been that way for a long time. But he stepped down into that to redeem us. Jesus is called the firstborn of many brethren. What did, what did we just read in, back in our, our, our text from Exodus? The firstborn redeems the rest. Let me say that again. The firstborn redeems the rest. Now, it takes faith to give the first. It doesn't take faith to, faith to give what's left, okay? Tithing takes faith. And that act of faith is what causes you to step into the realm of blessing. Now, I want to I give you a little commercial here about prosperity preaching. We are not prosperity preachers at this church. We don't teach that you give to get. We don't teach that you give to get. And, and I can remember seeing a lot of infomercials where you could give like a one-time love gift of $467 and they would send you like a shoestring that a preacher wore at a crusade in his shoe. You know, and, and, and that's kind of some silly stuff, okay? What we are teaching you is the biblical method and reason of tithe. And the reason we're doing this, let me tell you something about the church. The church is not in a place where we need to start hollering about money. The church is not in a place where we're getting really freaked out if somebody leaves a light on. But I want my family to be blessed. I want my family to walk in the full blessing of God. I don't want you guys... You know, going through your life and not experiencing every bit of goodness that God can pour out in your home. And so that's why we are teaching about the tithe. And I want to tell you something. I want to give you a little self-disclosure. I haven't always tithed. I haven't. And there was a time where um, I really struggled with the idea of tithe. I wouldn't even say that word. I would say offering, give an offering. And I struggled with uh, the law. And I said, well, you know, tithing was in the law and Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. And he is. However, tithing, if you really study your Bible, anybody study their Bibles? You bow, raise your hands. All right. <laughs> Sister Nell, the Sunday school class is at 9 a.m. in this room. Y'all be here. All right. 
Listen, if you study that word, if you get in there, you're going to find something. And this is what changed my, I had to look at this different, guys. When you get in that word, it will change you. It will change the way you act, the way you live. And I found that tithe existed before the law, during the law, and after the law. Jesus said himself, you ought to tithe. Listen, he was, he was talking to some men, and he said, you ought to tithe. He said, you tithe on, on these belongings. He listed out some things like some spices and things. He said, but you ignore the, the more important matters of the law, like loving your neighbor. So he said, don't ignore, uh, don't ignore these commandments, but don't ignore tithing either. He said, you ought to do that. All right, so it takes faith to give the first when you are looking at your bank account for the month, when you are getting ready with a budget, how easy is it to sit here and look and, and look at all your income and all your bills and say, well, I'm going to go ahead and write that 10% check and send it. Or I'm going to jump on the app and punch it in. It's, it's difficult sometimes because you know that the car payment is coming out. You know that the house note is coming out. You know that you accidentally left the AC running way back in August, and that's coming out. And it's hard sometimes to look at all those things and still give. So you do it first. Let me tell you something right now. Uh, Chrysler uh, Financial, they don't have the ability to bless your household. They don't have the ability to bless your finances. So I'm going to make sure that I'm faithful to the one who does. Okay? And that can be very difficult. And that's what faith is. Come on. That's what faith is. We don't want an easy faith. I don't ever want easy faith. I want faith that's difficult sometimes. Because if you're not grinding, then you're not growing. All right? And so we want to have faith. We want to grow. All right, so the second thing is that the first, the first fruits must be given. Proverbs 3, uh, 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. And I kind of got ahead of myself a little bit. This is written... After the law, um, Exodus 23.10 says, The best of the first fruits of your ground you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. And so I want to kind of, I want to say something here, and, and I said this earlier, I don't want to use the word give. <clears throat> I want to use the word bring. Not give, but bring. Because let me, let me tell you something. You can't give what doesn't belong to you. And I want to live a life where everything I have is consecrated, set apart for God. And that's, you know what? Can I just be honest with you? That's dangerous. If you want to live that life and you want to live in that kind of intimate relationship with God, I think you need to do it, but you need to get ready. Don't ask God to do something. Don't say, hey, God, I want to consecrate this to you. And then when God says, let's use it, 
then you then you say, well, wait a minute, God, I was just praying. I was just praying at church when I said that. I didn't know you was listening. Listen, we want to say bring instead of give because I want to get in that headspace where, where what I have is not mine, but it belongs to God. It is set apart to him, not even just the first, but all of it. So I want to bring that. Now, something that I struggled with uh, for a long, for years, was um, I am um, I am an older sibling. I'm the first, <clears throat> and I kind of held that over my brother's head a lot. I still do from time to time. We got any uh, first uh, like big brothers, big sisters in in the house? You know what I'm talking about. You kind of like felt like you ruled the roost a little bit. You didn't, but you know. Sometimes it's cool to pretend. And so I always kind of wonder why did God not accept uh, Cain's offering? You guys remember the story? Cain brings an offering. Abel, uh, Abel brings an offering. But Cain's offering is turned away. And I kind of wondered why. And, and, and we know that, that Abel did a wicked thing, or uh, Cain did a wicked thing. But <clears throat> as a kid, as a, knowing that I was a big brother, I kind of had that, that common ground with him. And I always wondered, why did God turn him away? Well, let's look at this. Genesis 4, uh, verse 3 says, In the course of time, Cain brought the Lord an offering of the fruit of of the ground, and Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. So let's look at this again really quick. Cain brought an offering. Abel brought the firstborn. The principle of first is what we're talking about this morning. God, I want to give you the first and the best. And so God didn't just not accept Cain's offering. Let me, let me drop something heavy on you. He literally could not. He couldn't do it. And that's kind of a, that's, well, wait a minute now, Pastor. You're saying God couldn't do something? There are things that God cannot do. He is, a, he is unchanging. God doesn't change. He doesn't change his nature. He doesn't get better because he's already the best. God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. You ever think about that? Nothing ever just occurred to God. He never turned to the heavenly host and said, you know what I just thought of? That, that doesn't happen to God because he knows all. Okay? He couldn't accept second because he is first. I want to challenge you with that today. I want to challenge the way you give. And I, I, and I hope and I pray that, that all of you do set apart, consecrate that first tenth, that first portion. I hope you do. But if you don't, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about, this, is, this isn't just Pastor JB throwing something at you, y'all. This is, this is Bible, Okay. The third thing, the tithe must be first. Leviticus 27 and 30 says, Every tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the trees, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. God is preeminent. 
He is first. That's when the tithe must be brought first. And the first is the first that leaves your hand. Okay? Give the tithe first. Before you take care of all these other things. Because watch this. How many of us have heard testimonies of someone giving and then God dropping a blessing? So what happens if you've got $2,000 worth of bills coming out this month, and instead of giving the first, giving that tithe, instead of doing that first, you say, well, hold on, God, just be chill, okay? I'm going to do me first. And you pay all that stuff, and then you give him the leftovers. What could have happened if you took care of your business first and with God, and you paid that, you gave, you brought that tithe? What could have happened then? You're open, you've got an open door for blessing. Whereas if you give to the world first, you shut that door, Okay? You know what I'm saying? And what if you forget? What if, what if we get paid and let's say we're on a trip or something and, and, and we had auto um, where, the, where the checks go to the bank automatically. What if I'm looking at the account and I see that Brittany has, has gone to the store and we haven't given a tithe? Oh, what do I do now? Do I say, thanks, Brittany, we're cursed? <laughs> Do you see what you did? <laughs> you went to Walmart? No, listen, God's not legalistic, folks. Come on, it's a heart issue. All right? We talked about legalism a couple of weeks ago. It is a heart issue. God wants your heart in the right place, okay? And so, you know what? If something pulls before you give that tithe, don't freak out, Okay? <laughs> But I want to get you to where you're, you're doing your best to give that first. Um, Exodus uh, th 13, uh, back to 13, we're going to go to the next verse. 14 says, um, and, and we're going to begin to kind of wrap up here. Um, and, when the and when in time to come, your son asks you, what does this mean? You shall say to him, by a strong hand, King James Version says, by a mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. For when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animals. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all the males that first opened the womb, and all the firstborns of my sons I redeem. How many people have you heard pick on Christians because they give? You've heard it. I've heard financial gurus absolutely blast the followers of Christ because they say, that's ridiculous. You want to get rich? Why are you giving away 10% of your income? That's foolish. And the response is, I don't want to get rich, folks. I want to get blessed. And blessing does not mean dollar-dollar bill. Blessing means closeness. Blessing means relationship with God. Okay? If God wants to bless you with a big, huge paycheck, 
That's his business. But God might bless you with health. God might bless you with a good answer at the doctor's office. And I don't want to run away from that blessing because I get hung up on me, me, me. And did you know that when you, when you pay, when you pay it with cash, not so much like a card, it actually activates a pain receptor in your brain? It literally hurts. Y'all, I went to Mecky D's the other day to get me a biscuit and a coffee. And I was going to swipe the card. And they said, our card machine's broken. And all I had was a $20 bill, which was way more than enough to cover what I was. But I, I almost just drove away because it hurt that bad to give them my Andrew Jackson $20 bill. And they were going to give most of it back. It hurts. You know what Jesus said? He said, where your treasure is, therefore your heart will be, or where your heart is, therefore your treasure will be also. I may have got that backwards. Look it up. I, wanna, I want my heart to be in the right place. I want my heart to be in the right place. I remember how upset I was. The first job I ever had, I made this, this paycheck, my first paycheck ever. And I went up to, I was working at the Piggly Wiggly. And I walked up to the manager, I said, give me my money. Ha, I got it now. I looked at it, I said, huh? I said, who is FICA? And where does he live? Man, it hurts. And so we got to get it a place where we trust God enough that we can give him that tithe, that we can bring that tithe into his storehouse. I trust God. Do you trust God? I hope you do. What do you think he can do with that 90%? Come on. If you say, God, I am giving, I'm bringing you this, this 10th, what can he bless with the 90? Okay? And so we go back to first. When we, do, when we give him that first, what happens? The first redeems the rest. I want everything in my life to be redeemed. Have you ever thought about that? That you're walking around. When you don't give that first, and this is a biblical thing, folks. When we don't bring that first fruit, the rest is unredeemed. We're walking around with a pocketbook, and we might feel pretty good about it, but it might not be redeemed. Come on. And so, back to this final text here. This, this father's explaining to his son, could you imagine you walk in and you're, you're, you're raising these animals and, and there's a, a birth happening and y'all, that stuff grosses me out. So I would be like, never mind, I'm going to leave. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> go check out something else. But imagine that. You, there's a birth happening, and it's the firstborn of this livestock. And so all the kids, they run in, and they get dad, and they say, Dad, 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 there's, it's, it's happening. The baby's coming. The, the, the firstborn is coming. And so dad says, okay, I'll be there in a minute. And dad gets up, and he gets a knife. And so he walks out, and everyone's watching, and they're looking at this baby, 
and they're excited, and here comes dad, and he ends that baby's life. And the first thing that, that the children probably is, they're thinking, the first thing they're thinking is, don't mess with dad. Because he might be crazy. But dad knows that the firstborn has to be sacrificed, has to be given back to God for the rest to be redeemed. And dad is desperate to have a redeemed life and a redeemed family because dad remembers the slavery. Dad remembers the bondage and the horrible place that his family was in. And so I want to challenge you this morning. When someone says something, maybe it's your children. Maybe it's an unbeliever. Maybe it's you. You say, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to give away my hard-earned money? Listen, I know we got some hard-working people in the house. And I respect y'all for that. Man, why do I want to give that away? Because we remember the way it was while we were still stuck in the mud, when we were still in a place of bondage, not free, caught up, captive to our unclean sin nature. We remember those days. We remember the hopelessness. You know, that was probably the most hurtful thing. When I was living in sin, I didn't have any hope. And I could carry myself in a way that looked confident and that looked collected. But at the end of the day, when I was all by myself and there was no one around that I could lean on, that's when the dark thoughts would come in. That's when the upset would come in and the hopelessness would just set in like a heavy fog. And we remember those days as redeemed people. And we're not going to go back to that. And so we want to walk in redemption and in blessing. That's why we follow the principle of first. God, I give this to you. I bring this to you first because I trust you. You've set me free once or twice or a bunch of times and you can do it again. You will do it again and you will keep me as long as I stay, as long as I strive to walk in holiness, to walk with you. And that's the answer. So I challenge you today. Begin, to, if you're not already doing that, I want to just challenge you. We did this last year. For the first 90 days of the coming year, I want you to give the first fruits. Give those. Bring those to, to God. And watch what He does. Can I give you a testimony real quick? And then we're going we're gonna to stop. 2020 has been a hard year for a lot of people. And, and I don't want to say this in a brag a braggy kind of way or a boastful way. But this year, we started with that challenge. 
I talked to Brittany. I said, Brittany, we got to get really serious with tithe. We were tithing before that, but there were times that we would we would come in with, we'd pay everything, and then we'd come running in with the rest, and we'd just run in and say, okay, we're here. We got it in. And so I said, Brittany, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to give that first. We're going to bring it. It's not ours anyway. We're going to bring it back to God and trust Him. And our household has seen the most success, the most growth. We've been married for 11 years and it's never been, we've never been as blessed as we are now. Is that because we started doing that? Because we started trusting God? Because we started bringing that first? I think so. I think that there was a, a, a point where we were in our walk with God and we were right there and he was inviting us to step into more faith and that was the thing. So I wanna challenge you to begin. If you're not already doing that, I want you to try and just see what happens. Just see what happens. I love giving God an opportunity to show off. So let's do that together. I wanna to pray with you. You wanna stand with us this morning? I wanna to pray together for faith.